Supergirl's powers surge out of control as she faces the Fatal Five as we look at Supergirl, the girl of no tomorrow, straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. This is the third volume of Supergirl stories under the DC Rebirth label, and this has some callbacks to the uh, previous volumes. Volume 2 ended on a cliffhanger, with her seeming to be shot by Catherine Grant. However, uh, she wasn't actually shot by Cat Grant. As uh, Volume 3 starts, we find out that Cat was giving a speech elsewhere. The person who shot her and was pretending to be Miss Grant was none other than the sorceress Selena. However, what she did shoot Supergirl with has caused her powers to rage out of control. Something that has not been uncommon in the DC Universe. If you'll recall our review of Flash Volume 5 negative, the Flash also got hit with uh, something, uh, in this case the negative speed force, which caused his powers to rage out of control. So there's a lot of that going around in the DC Universe. However, the main focus of this story is on the battle between... Supergirl and the so-called Fatal Five, which is led by the Emerald Empress, along with uh, the aforementioned Selena, Indigo, Solomon Grundy, and Magog. Uh, And at first glance, this really does appear to be a bit of a uh, motley crew. They're trying to stop Supergirl from doing major damage in the future. Why this is something Solomon Grundy would care about, I really don't know. I guess Grundy can just be uh, relied upon to create menace. You know, doesn't really care much what the reason is. And I think he and uh, Magog, uh, for that matter, kind of serve the same purpose in this. While the Emerald Empress, Indigo, and Selena tend to monologue uh, quite a bit and explaining their motives and having conversations uh, with Cat Grant. Uh, some of this, I think, particularly Indigo, comes off as just a bit uh, sanctimonious. Uh, Emerald Empress has at least a believable motive for why she's doing what she's doing, as she believes that Supergirl's going to cause the death of her father, but their methods really make it hard to uh, sympathize much with them. Uh, Also, as part of their plan, in order to undermine the public's trust in uh, Supergirl, Indigo manages to have it exposed that uh, the cyborg Superman, who she fought back in Volume 1, was actually her father, and that she and the uh, DEO, the Department of extra-normal operations are keeping him alive in a tank. 
after all the mess that he created. She tries to explain that she's just showing him the same sort of compassion that people on Earth had shown her. And uh, I think that's very true to her character. That's very true to who Supergirl is. But uh, it's not received well by folks in National City who feel lied to because she didn't reveal her relationship to the cyborg Superman. And I should say there are one of two cyborg Supermans. This should not be confused with the cyborg Superman who was Hank Henshaw uh, in a previous episode on Superman. That's another cyborg Superman. So, yeah. DC continuity. The story becomes really a pretty big uh, melee with a lot of fighting and action. That's decent enough, if maybe a bit repetitive. It doesn't go on forever, but uh, for quite a while. Uh, In the course of it, uh, Supergirl is able to have some surgery performed on her, which stops her from uh, literally exploding, which is what the uh, massive increase in her powers was going to do uh, at the start of the plot arc. But she still doesn't have it under control. And also, Jeremiah and Eliza, her adoptive parents, get into the act and uh, really have some good moments in the story. And I had missed them in the previous volume, so it was nice to see them back in there. Also, Leron, a sort of uh, werewolf creature from the Phantom Zone, who uh, Kara helped out back in uh, Volume 2, also appears to uh, lend a hand, or a paw, I guess, against the Fatal Five. The results of the book lead to a bit of a shake-up in Supergirl's status quo, and it's arguable. You can argue about whether you really needed that 14 issues in. I would lean towards no. But uh, you do end up with a shakeup with uh, Jeremiah and Eliza leaving the DEO and uh, other people leaving as well and Director Bones coming into uh, charge of the uh, organization. I guess we'll talk to him about him more in a story where he is featured uh, more prominently uh, Oz makes an appearance, and he's going to be featured prominently in a Superman uh, issue we're going to review in coming weeks. But that's it for the regular issues in the book. And then we get to the annual story, which is also collected Supergirl Annual Number 1 from Heaven to Earth. And essentially, uh, Supergirl is trying to deal with how she controls her greatly enhanced powers. And this leads her to the new Superman, a a character who is actually a Chinese national named Kenan. And he takes her to his teacher, Ah Ching, who tries to teach her to regain control of her powers through focus. It's, and mental discipline, it's actually, I think, a pretty interesting idea. Certainly uh, something that's better than the sort of haphazard approach that was taken in The Flash. However, as uh, she's trying to learn, uh, they're interrupted by a crash uh, where uh, some citizens have shot down an armored Russian guy known as Red Rocket. 
and Supergirl and the new Superman fly out to Mongolia to try to calm things down, where Red Rocket is really just making things worse and upset that uh, he would be suspected and shot down, even though the people in Mongolia had no reason to know who he was. And uh, it's an interesting story. It can be a little bit hard to follow, because in order to be realistic, they decided that uh, everybody uh, wasn't speaking the same language. And it's not like one of those things where there are two languages being spoken. They actually had four languages being spoken, and each had their own different text color. So it'd be like, okay, well, this character said this, but they didn't, but uh, they didn't understand it because this was actually in Mongolian, while the other character speaking Russian, but this other character only speaks uh, Mandarin. That does get a little confusing at times, but it does serve the point of the story. And I think it really is one of those stories whose ending embodies who Supergirl is and what she stands for. One more thing I will comment on is the variant covers uh, that they include in the book. And there are three of them, and they are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, just some great art, uh some superb drawings of uh, Supergirl, just very nicely done. Overall, uh, the book has uh, some issues. Uh, I think that the main story really does, for a lot of it, just read up read as throw a bunch of random supervillains in to wreak havoc and fight and cause problems. But I think that the character of Supergirl uh, shines through, as does the supporting cast. And I really do like the annual story, uh, despite the bit of confusion over all the languages being used. So I'm going to give this book a rating of somewhat classy. It's definitely worth a read if you're a fan of Supergirl. All right, that's all for now. If you do have a comment, send it to me, classycomicsguy at gmail.com. Uh, Be sure and follow us on Twitter at classycomicsguy. And check out the website, ClassyComicsGuy.com. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.